The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Sometimes the world looks like you ain't ever seen it before. Stuck behind never-ending windows. All you need is a door. Searching for something to put a smile back on your face. Just remember in unusual times it can come from an unusual place. You need a partner for the ride. Cause everybody needs a climb. So set your worries to the side. Just ask. Say the word and I'll be there. Just ask. You know the greatest Shit 90 Shows Taught Me was not filmed before a live studio audience. Welcome back to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling here with my co-host, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? Hello, my name is Sarah, and I will do whatever I can to not physically invade your personal space, Jessica. (laughs) I mean, I feel like that is fairly true. We did just see each other this weekend. I never felt like there was a moment you were, like, too in my business. I'm kind of like, I'm a big corner chair person. So when I saw your corner chair, I was you like, that's my spot. Yeah. Yeah, that's my that was my area. And I stayed away yeah. as far as I could possibly can. Um, so that I but I promise to continue to not invade your personal space. <laughs> well, I won't say I want that one. <laughs> Actually, when I saw that chair, I said, I want that one. <laughs> Um, well, we are going to have another person invading both of our personal spaces of the podcast today because we're not alone. We're joined by our repeat guest, someone we love to have on every season, Kayla. Kayla, how are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me back. I'm so excited. Always excited. We love Kayla. We do. Kayla, you're an icon. (laughs) I love y'all too. You are an icon. We are so happy that you're here. Yes. To talk another, um, and not a sad episode this time. 
Uh, oh, yeah, the last one, that was bad timing. That was such bad timing. Yeah. I'm happy to report my love life much better this time around. <laughs> love that. Look how much can change in just a short few months. Yeah. Yeah, instead, I feel like we're dealing with, like, two maybe heavier episodes and not necessarily, like, I feel like the first episode is intended to be heavy and the second episode, just because of how it's aged, is becoming heavy. Um, So we'll talk through these two episodes. Um, We're talking season four, episodes 14 and 15, Wheels and Chick Like Me. Um, So let's let's dive right in because we are we're starting off at Chubby's and it is a big moment. Corey is turning 16 tomorrow. He wants to do a road trip with his friends. First, he needs to pass his driving test. Um, and then he wants to go see like an R-rated movie. It's like a whole thing. They have this whole plan. Sarah, did you have any plans like this for your 16th birthday? No. When I was 16, I was still um, afraid to drive. So I I, I, um, I didn't drive until I was 23, actually. Whoa. That's when I got my license. So, um, I'm no, so... When I was 16... Uh, we talked about our Sweet 16 in Topanga's Sweet 16 mm-hmm. episode where what I did, I didn't have a party. I like got my friends and we went to a Broadway show, but um, not driving. Yeah. You know? The thing is, is like I think every state treats this a bit differently. So, Kayla, were you able to get your license at 16 or like did you do like a learner's permit before that? Because I know every state is a little bit different. Yeah, so we had to take a class at school, and then you had to do behind the wheel, and then you got your permit when you were 15, and then at 16, you got your license. Oh, wow. That's very different. Okay, so in New York, when you turn 16, you could do your your thing for your permit, and then you had to have your permit for, I believe, like six months is the earliest, where you could take your driver's license test. So, like, it was not like this, where maybe Pennsylvania is different. Um, where Corey was able to get his license right away. Like you had to have your permit for six months. And with your permit, you would not, he would not have been able to do this road trip because you would need somebody who was like 21 or older in the car with you in order to go. With like a certain amount of years of driving experience as well. Yes. So this would not have been able to happen, but good for Corey that he's like planning this fun trip. They're going to go to Atlantic City, which Sarah's told me many things about Atlantic City because I have not (laughs) gone, but she is close to Atlantic City over there. Oh my gosh. I've been to Atlantic City a good amount of times and every single time there, it is a disaster between getting like very very okay well more than two times i have thrown up on the way back from atlantic city oh that's a given no that's means like, it was a successful trip yeah it's a rite <laughs> of passage um there's been breakdowns and meltdowns when going to atlantic city it's always a time it's like vegas but if you were living in the hunter trailer park <laughs> oh so it's like trashy vegas it's trashy Vegas. Amazing. I'm here for that. <laughs> so uh, they're all excited. Tomorrow he has wheels. He's going to be independent. And then, of course, he ends. we end this scene with him getting a clown burger, which, like, what are you doing with the hats, Corey? Like, Kayla, what is he doing with these hats? Like, what? Wh- where is he storing them? I want to know what he's doing with these. They're probably in a box underneath his bed. I don't know what you could possibly do with those things. <laughs> oh, they're collector's no. items, apparently. Um, so yeah, very exciting episode. Um, we are in the Matthews household. 
Um, Alan is thrilled. He's so excited. Corey's turning 16. He has this whole plan for what he's going to do where he's going to like take him to get his license. Then they're going to go get steak and eggs. He's like he's being very cute. He's already like washed the car, got everything prepped. Um, except we've got bad news because Sarah, uh, Corey has already gone and passed his driver's test on his own. Yeah. Um, Alan makes a very big deal about a Matthews men family tradition of this is what we do. This is what I did. This is what my father did. This is what Eric did. Not, we're not going to talk about the fact that Eric totally tried to get his license with, um, his friend Jason. Yep. That. That happened. Um, of course, he failed it in that episode, but whatever. I guess we're just going to overlook Boy Meets that. Boy Meets World is not known for its continuity. No, not <laughs> no. quite. We've had not so quite. many discussions on this. Like, they're so bad about it. They're, it's so bad. So, yeah, Corey went and passed his driver's test and got his quote-unquote temporary license, which kind of sounds like a permit, but also kind of just sounds well, like, well, actually, there is the license in New Jersey where it starts off vertically if it's your, like, um, like if it's... You're under 21? If you're under 18, I think. Oh, and then it goes to horizontal? 21. And then it goes to horizontal. Interesting. So maybe that's a temporary license? Well, I thought license. temporary licenses also for in New York were like you would get a paper one until they were going to mail you like the the plasticky one like a you know credit card style um you would get that in the mail later on so like that's how i read it but like who knows same with missouri paper first yeah plastic later yep that is that's how it goes. i know it's you like how are you expecting have... people to carry on a paper and not lose it like <laughs> you guys didn't have like the little machines back then i have no idea what you're talking about so no uh, i mean like new who jersey, knows maybe they have them now new jersey i don't know new jersey totally like you had like the car that day damn jersey's moving fast <laughs> yeah. um so so we find so i love amy is a gem amy is a peach in this episode because she says everything i'm thinking well almost to the point where she's like, well, you know, like, did you have a conversation with Corey? Like, did you ever like, I don't know, ask him like, hey, buddy, you want to like do this for your 16th birthday? No. Alan was just like, oh, he'll sense it. He'll know, Kayla. He'll know that this is what I want to do with him. Sorry. Bad news. Corey is not a mind reader, people. Typical men. No communication. Yeah. And then it backfires and blows up in their faces. And they're like, huh? How did that happen? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So Alan like storms off because he's all upset about this whole thing. And also, how the fuck did Corey get to the DMV to do this? Whose car is he driving when he arrives back home? 100% Topanga's. Oh, yeah. Topanga. We have to remember that Topanga and Sean are already 16 at this point. Right. And I guess theoretically already had their licenses. And I wouldn't be surprised if Topanga has a car because we've learned and we continue to learn that Topanga's a rich bitch. She that is. has. She can go to the ATM and grab $200 without even blinking. Yeah. So she definitely has a car. I just thought it was weird because also, again, this is also back in, maybe the laws have changed, but back when I was 16, you couldn't have a certain number of like people under the age of 21 in your car with you. So like you wouldn't be able to have three 16-year-olds all in the car at the same time if none of you had had your license for like a certain amount of time. So... 
I don't know. But um, so Amy basically tells Corey like, oh, you know, he thought you'd want to go with him. Well, you know what, Alan? Maybe you should have fucking told him that. Like, maybe you should have told him that. But he didn't. So Corey, being the gem that he is. Again, when I was a child, I was probably more team Alan. But as an adult, Alan infuriated me this episode. Same. Yeah, Corey goes to have a chat with him. And he's like, oh, I'm like really sorry. I didn't know that this was like a tradition. Um... And he's like, oh, Topanga and Sean already had their licenses. I didn't want to, like, disappoint them. I wanted to go with them. And Sarah, Alan is acting like such a baby. He's, like, giving Corey the cold shoulder. Yeah, he is acting, like, very sour. And I feel as though he definitely isn't communicating with Corey. Um, I do feel as though, because Alan says, like, hey, I need to run a few errands. If you want, we can, like, go together and you can drive. I think that Corey should have went because it's better that he spends those quote unquote few hours. It turns out to be more than a few hours with his dad in the car driving around than sitting at home with his friends waiting for his dad to come home. But so I feel as though like he should have went with his dad, especially after Amy is like your dad wanted to spend time with you on your birthday. Yes, but this Kayla, this is Corey's birthday Corey is 16 Corey should be able to dictate if he wants to fr- spend his 16th birthday with his friends he should be able to do that like I think it's unrealistic that Alan wants to spend many many hours of a day they're supposed to be taking the car out and having fun doing errands like that does not sound appealing to a 16 year old I agree. I think he's being unreasonable and trying to punish Corey because I think maybe he's just embarrassed yeah. about ha- how everything's playing out and he just can't admit it and fix it. So he's just taking it out on him instead. Yeah. Unless Corey has his birthday on daylight savings time, that means <clears throat> he has 24 hours to spend with his friends for his birthday. He can give up two of those hours to go with his dad to run some errands. I guess so. But I still feel like Alan gets all moody about it and is like that he's being unreasonable. Oh, no. Alan's being a little bitch. But like, let's like, <laughs> let's let's spread the birthday I guess wealth. If I'm going to say that like two hours out of your day, Alan is the least annoying here so I'll give it I'll give that to him that like okay maybe a few hours isn't that bad but then fast forward Corey is waiting outside he has been waiting for hours hours and hours like five five hours five hours that's ridiculous where where are you going for these errands Canada like what are you doing (laughs) Atlantic City without Corey (laughs) yeah yeah so we have I love this scene of Morgan like driving one of those like it wasn't a Barbie Jeep but like pretty much whatever the knockoff version of a Barbie Jeep is. And she's just like singing about how like Corey sucks and everything. And Corey just, (laughs) and you would not be able to really push one of these Jeeps because they're all like mechanical and stuff, but he just pushes her and she flies off screen. (laughs) Daddy calling for Alan. Alan, Alan won't help you more again. (laughs) No, Alan's like, wow, look at her go. (laughs) She would have been in the garage by that point. The garage is right there. Is it? Is that what the layout is? I feel like there's been an episode where they play basketball outside by the garage, and it makes it seem like it's literally oh, right maybe. there where the camera's supposed to be. Maybe. Um, yeah, but Alan doesn't give a fuck about Morgan because she's not a boy. Um, so Alan comes home and he, he gives the keys to Corey, and he's like, oh, sorry, like, you know, one thing led to another. Go do what you want to do. And Corey's like, well, I can't anymore because they waited for five hours and then they went home. Um, and Alan's like, oh, well, go pick him up, take him for a drive, but make sure you're back in time for your birthday dinner. And 
45 minutes is when he's supposed to be meeting at Chubby's. Now, Sarah, tell me if this is unreasonable to you. Should Corey have expected that he is supposed to be doing a birthday dinner with his family because they've done one every single year since he was born? <sighs> birthday dinners suck. And why is it? It's your 16th birthday. Why do you have to go to the same restaurant that you go to every other day? It's not like it's a nice place. <laughs> I know. Like, why can't you go to La Bougia or like mm-hmm. uh, Le Chardonnay? Le Chardonnay. Um, I, <laughs> I just think it's like unfair that they have to keep going to Chubby's for every meal. Um, but I think as I think like I've heard this like from people that are close with their parents, <clears throat> they spend their birthdays with their parents. Like um, when I was 16, I was definitely bouncing out. Not spending it with my parents, but I think that people do this birthday dinners every year. I mean, if you think about it, I guess like it's I mean, as I much do, as a birthday for your mother. I, I do a birthday dinner with my family, but it's not always on the day that I was born. Like it's usually like a day close to it that I that I'm free. Granted, I'm an adult now, but like Kayla, is it just me or is everybody in the Matthews family just a terrible communicator? Exactly. I find it really hard to believe they haven't talked about any of their plans yes. when Corey's been so excited about this coming up. Yeah. not No communication anywhere right now. Yeah, especially because being 16, you'd think he would have to, like, clear it with his parents to, like, go to Atlantic City and, like, go on a road trip with, with Topanga and Sean and borrow his dad's car. Like, is that not a conversation that happened before now? Um, so Corey's like really pissed because he's like, it's not even worth it. Like 45 minutes is not enough. I guess I could see that depending on how far away Sean and Topanga live. Like 45 minutes kind of is not worth it at that point. It's just a little spin. I liked um, Ben Savage's acting in this. Mm-hmm. He's like, 45 minutes is nothing. Mm-hmm. He's like very dramatic in this one particular scene. I liked it. Liked it a lot. Uh, so... <laughs> It's just like, yeah, 45 minutes is nothing. Um, And he is very frustrated and Eric is like mocking him and he wants to talk to Eric about how Alan treats him like a baby Um, and he doesn't treat Eric that way. And that's Eric's uh, Corey says is because he likes me better or you better. And Eric says that's true. Um, It could be true. Yeah, I think I don't know. I like these moments with Eric where he just like spouts little things of wisdom at Corey. Like he's like, duh, you're his last son. Um, Like Morgan is like in art class and ballet. Like there's nothing for them to connect on, even though this is like, again, very sad, very like I don't like this. I don't like how it's like my son. And like you can't spend any time with your daughter because she's a girl and has like different interests than you. Um, but like, I do like that occasionally Kayla, Eric comes in with these like little nuggets of wisdom to spread around because Corey can be a bit obtuse at times. Yeah, he can really surprise you. I also like when he balances being wise with being a smart ass. Like when he first comes in, he's like, something got you terribly, terribly sad. Like that just sent me. I was laughing so hard at that. He's really good at like those voices. Actually, I think, um, Ben Savage and, um, and, uh, Eric, um, what is, oh my God, what am I blanking on? Will Friedle. Thank you, Will Friedle. Yeah. I think they're both really good at like doing different voices. We'll get into Corey's voice uh, next episode because I just anytime <laughs> he does like old man voice, it kills me. Um, so then we see a montage of like Corey trying to teach Morgan football, which like this is first of all, this is not going to change her gender like this isn't going to do anything and since when the fuck does Corey know anything about football like all of a sudden I've never seen him talk about football it's like 
It's literally like the show wants us to assume that because Corey is a boy, he must know everything about sports, including baseball and football and boxing. Like, I mean, obviously he sucks because Morgan can knock him out. Yeah, wrestling. Um, So she hits him and she calls them boxing mittens, which like, I didn't see anything wrong with that. It's a throwback. I know, but I also didn't see anything wrong with them being called mittens. No, that's, it, it, there is nothing wrong. It's just a throwback because Corey got the necklace yeah. for his birthday a few seasons ago. And he says these are nice mittens and they're boxing also, gloves. Aren't gloves like they have separate spots for your fingers and mittens? It's all clumped up. And when you think about boxing gloves, they're actually really uh-huh. are more like mittens. I don't know. I have no idea why people would call it boxing gloves but i feel like boxing is like a probably the oldest sport that ever lived. do your fingers go all the way in and like curl in at the top like the gloves do you're gonna have to ask nicole sesternino <laughs> i think you hold a bar in the middle or maybe that's just like the whole halloween costume <laughs> <laughs> i love that this is the point of reference however the whole halloween costume works <laughs> so a boxing glove works um, yeah, so he goes flying and he's like, all right, don't wear a dress. You have to wear pants at my birthday party uh, because you have to replace me. So that dad like this is never going to work, Corey. Like you're missing the whole point of the thing, you know, um, big sexism alert right ugh, here. It, this episode was littered with it and it was not fun. Um, so we're at the birthday party at Chubby's. And we have Sean being like, can we just, can we get the cake and like go out on the open road? And Topanga immediately yells at Sean. And then like, everybody can hear you. Like you're sitting next to each other and it's silent. The smallest table in the smallest private room that ever existed. (laughs) It looks like they just moved the pool table and we're like, oh, you need a private room. Oh shit. Okay. Somebody go move the pool table real quick. Move it. How much do you think a private room at Chubby's costs? Five (laughs) dollars. Probably. It's not a nice place. Like, they spent more on that cake than they did on Chubby's altogether. Guaranteed. Um, Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Um, So, Corey is talking about, like, how he wants to go to the movie. Alan finds out or figures out that's an R-rated movie. So now he's like, you can't go to an R-rated movie. When can you You go into R-rated movies? Is it 18? I thought, well, he was saying 17, but I did think it was 18. Uh, He's like, um, 17, it says. Children under 17 must be accompanied by a parent or adult. So he can't go to the R-rated movie. I don't know how they were planning on going anyway. Maybe like sneaking in or the old buy a ticket for a kid's movie and then go into the old R-rated movie. That's probably what they were planning on doing. It's interesting um, that Corey and, would agree to that, and Topanga as well. I know she was like, "Ooh, Jean Claude Van Damme sounds great," yeah. but like they really Aruga. love to bend the morals of some of these characters to fit the narrative of the story. Kate. Well, I mean, you go wild and crazy on your 16th birthday, and then Sean outs that they're going to go to Atlantic City, and that gets Corey in trouble too because he's like. You don't have my blessing to go see an R-rated movie. You don't have my blessing to go to Atlantic City. Like, none for you. Um, And we all know the reason Alan is really losing his mind, Kayla, is because he's still upset about the whole thing earlier in the day. Like, I mean, Alan seems like a fairly flexible guy. Would he really be that mad if Corey went to see an R-rated movie? Probably not. 
Yeah, in the car later, Topanga had a good point when she said, you've always had a good relationship with him. So this is definitely out of character, him being super condescending and unreasonable. I think his little feelers are just hurt, and he doesn't know how to handle it. Um, I'm telling you, if he just ran those errands with his dad, then he would have been golden. Two hours of your day. (laughs) I just can't believe he leaves without opening the presents. That blew my mind. What was in? I want to know. The the presents looked so good. You didn't even get to have any of the cake. So, and you know, all the presents were like car related. And it's your 16th birthday. Like you're going to get something good. Like that's a big one. Um, yeah. So Alan is like Corey basically Corey says something that is like very hurtful to Alan He says I don't care where I go I just want to go And so Alan hands him the keys and says fine there you go pal Like the word pal, pal. is so loaded there Like there you go pal don't call me pal buddy It's like <laughs> So um, so they get up and leave And poor Topanga like I did like this moment for Topanga Because I felt like this was true to her character Where she's just like I don't want to go I'm really sorry but like I have to go But like okay but don't be mad but like okay goodbye And she like rushes out with them I just thought that was very like sweet and very Very on brand for Topanga Sarah Yeah I thought so too I thought that was a cute character Moment for her um, You know she's a kid too mm-hmm. She wants to have fun she's a good girl But she wants to have fun um, and then Eric comes out with the card cake and sings this really strange rendition of Happy Birthday. I love this. I have. I, loved I did it. too. It reminds me of myself. I sing random shit like that all the time. Yeah, same. It's like, yeah, he was just really, the way really he like says it too, Like, I remember, like, I would be able to recite this when I was a kid. Like, I remember Liz, and he's like, it's his day, his day of birth. Like, <laughs> like he just goes off and I love the fact that they have him holding the cake up so high that he can't see anything and he puts the cake down he's like oh like I missed something (laughs) that cake was like by the cake boss it was exquisite (laughs) buddy himself yeah he how is they got some fancy cake that cake probably cost $300 I mean that's that'd be a pretty expensive cake I just think like it's I don't know. Like, I guess he's not going to get a car on his 16th birthday, but like he could have gotten something car related, you know? Um, so they're in the car and Corey is, you know, here we are, just me, my Topanga, my Sean. And of course, Corey is driving like a grandpa. He's driving 18 miles an hour, <laughs> which is so slow. Not eight. So and slow. is he on the highway? Because that seems like against the law dangerous. to go that low. Well, no, because the, the speed limit was 26. Five. So I feel like he was taking side streets all been. the way to Atlantic City. They did mention they were on a country road. Okay. So, yeah. So I love the, he's like, oh, God. Oh, God. And then he's like, <clears throat> a bicycle. He's like, just pass me. Just pass me. <laughs> Go around me. Go around me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Are you guys fast or slow drivers? Oh, pedal to the fucking metal. I have been mm. called a slow driver, but it is by my family who, like, goes way over the speed limit and I will only go up to a certain amount over the speed limit. So the, my rule of thumb is like if I'm on the New York State Thruway, which is usually 65 in most places, I will not go over 75. I will not go over 10 miles an hour over that speed limit. And it obviously de- depends like I I wouldn't go 40 in a 30, you know, like it it scales based on the speed limit, but like I set parameters for myself and I stick to them because I really don't want to get pulled over. Sarah, what about you? I'm a respectable 10 and 2. However, <laughs> I do. 
<laughs> However, I do. Like the other day when I was driving, you told me to how you, fast you went to get to my house, and I was like, that sounds dangerous. 80, 80 whatever. 85, almost 90. you said. That's too fast, girl. I was going. She kept her form, though. She yeah, did. but I was 10 and 10 2 the whole two. time. So much so that my shoulder was hurting you should, by the end of it. They actually say that you shouldn't do 10 and 2 anymore. You should do, oh, God, I'm trying to do the math. 3 and 7? No, 3 is on the side. <laughs> 4 and 8? 10 and 9? No, not I 4. 6 and 8? No, not 6. <laughs> Girly, this is not helpful. It's four and eight. It's basically. You're the worst driving education teacher ever. I just don't know how ever. clocks work. No, it's the thing is, is you basically reverse the 10 and two. So you go underneath because you have more control of your vehicle underneath than you do over. Does that make sense? Oh, you they want you to be under, not over. Under, not over on the steering wheel. So basically, I don't know. I'd rather it. be a top than a bottom. <laughs> um, yes, but at the same time, they see you have more control. That's why you see bus drivers with those ginormous wheels and they have their hands yeah. on the bottom. This is a thing. It's a speed trap. <laughs> yeah, so Corey gets pulled over. Um, for driving 26 and a 25. Can I tell you, Kayla, I would have raged at this man for pulling me over. I would have gotten arrested for, like, yelling at the cop, I'm pretty sure, because that's ridiculous. One time I got pulled over um, in my town, and I name-dropped my best friend oh. who was dating a cop, and I got, I was allowed to leave. Oh, love that for you. Yeah. And actually, I think it happened twice. Oh and I, and I name dropped her twice and it worked twice. Incredible. <laughs> I was like, I'm just leaving my friend Jillian Voss's house. You know her. And they're like, oh yeah, Jillian, she's so nice. And they're like, you could go. Wow. I was like, Amazing. They Spectacular. do like to ask where you're coming from, so they do. Yes. Why do you that's care? What, that, that's what they always oh, I'm ask. Coming from where the scene of a from? murder oh. crime, I just got done burying a body. <laughs> like, what do you want? It's like, where are you coming from, or where are you going? And I was like, oh, this is why I think I was like, I just came from my friend Jillian's house. We're going to Mexico, and I'm on my way to get like bathing suits. And I think that's what I said. And it was like, oh, go ahead, have a great day. It's ridiculous. Love. That. I don't understand why they ask where you're going, but. He gets pulled over. I remember yeah, go ahead. one time I got pulled over like three times within a year for speeding. So I had to take a driving class to get one taken <laughs> off my record so I wouldn't lose my license. Kayla. I had to take this class on my birthday. Oh, no. They made you take it on your birthday? <laughs> they only offered like a few ones and that was the only one that was available. So, yeah, I had to spend half my birthday taking a driving That's class. Awful. That's terrible. That's At least it was. One of them is dropped, though. Yeah, she is. Um, and the most ridiculous part of all of this is now he's in, like, a courtroom. Like, as if you wouldn't just get a speeding ticket. No, they're going to bring you to some rando court. And Topanka's like, oh, you really should call your dad at this point. Corey refuses. Um, he's like, oh, you need to see a judge. Bitch, this is not how the legal system works. Like, you get a ticket. <laughs> you either plead guilty or innocent. If you plead innocent, you have to, like, go and see a judge. If you plead guilty, you pay the fine and you're done. But, like, it's apparently a $200 charge for one mile an hour over the speed limit, Kayla. This is bonkers. Yeah, nothing in this episode really made sense to me. They just make shit up to make it dramatic. They really but, I mean, do. Yeah, they they really are like, how can we make this the most dramatic way possible? Oh, okay, he has to go to court right now. The equivalent of $339 today. 
I was going to ask how much it was worth back then. That's a lot of money for one mile an hour, Sarah. Like, this is... I wouldn't pay it. They'll arrest me in, like, two years. Like, get worn out for my arrest. But it's ridiculous. Um, And the judge comes in, Judge Herbert... Judge Judge Herbert Lamb. Did you recognize him? Uh, Absolutely, I did. Did I not spend half my childhood standing Kevin and Winnie? Of course. (laughs) Who didn't? Of course. So, obviously, it's a familiar face. Um, This is... um, uh, Dan Loria, who is, plays Jack Arnold in The Wonder Years, which, of course, Fred Savage, Ben Savage's brother, starred in that mm-hmm. show. So keeping it in the family here. One day we'll see Fred Savage in Boy Meets World. And it's not a becoming episode. I don't remember right. it. So I'm not um, excited. Kayla, do you remember when Fred Savage was in um, Boy Meets World? I do not. I don't know. Okay, well. We'll have you on for that episode. <laughs> um, no, only time will tell. Yeah. Uh, so we see him, a familiar face, and he is big and scary. Big guy. Tall guy. Scary guy. He's a very stern. He has a fir- very, like, stern face. Like, a stern demeanor. Yeah. 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 It, I mean, like, comparing um, Savage Brother Dads, uh, TV Dads, I would be much more afraid of... Um, Kevin Arnold. Wait, no, not Kevin Arnold. Jack Arnold. I just said it. Mr. Arnold. Um, Than Alan. Like, I don't want to cross Mr. Arnold. No. Alan is more reasonable, even though he does also have a temper. I think the other guy is scarier. Yeah. So meanwhile, um, Alan is watching baby videos of Corey, a young Corey. Um, and it's very fascinating because these are real life baby videos of Ben Savage, but with Amy and Alan's voices dubbed over it. Yeah, I thought like it was a decent job, but like you could certainly tell that like it's a dub. Um, but I thought it was really cute to include these videos. Um, I just I love seeing him play like soccer, like he has the wrestlers in his hands, like really obviously very cute kid, Kayla. Yes, he's adorable. I loved watching him run, and I thought the first video was so funny because he didn't even score the goal, but they're cheering him on, and he's like, yeah, I did it. I'm like, boy, you were just running. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So um, Amy, like, comes to check on him, and she's like, Alan says he assumed that he would run in, wake him up, drag him to the DMV, and he says he doesn't do that anymore because he's older. And Amy reminds him, and this is why I love Amy in this moment. She's like, I want to remind you, like, Corey's growing up. He didn't do anything wrong. Like, he's just, he's 16 now. now. Um, But then she says something I don't agree with her. She's like, but you're not doing anything wrong either. And I'm like, actually, he did. And he didn't communicate with his son and got angry with him. And that was a complete dick. But like, all right, Amy, like, let Alan live off in La La Land thinking he's perfectly fine. I don't know, Sarah. Do you like, do you agree with this? I feel like, I think Alan was in the wrong here. I do think that I think that it's very frustrating um, what Alan has been saying and the fact that he was just so rude or like overreacting to Corey. But I like I mean, I kind of feel as though Alan is just in his feels and he mm-hmm. can't he doesn't know how to control his emotion. He's always so quick to anger. He needs therapy. That's what he needs. He needs to go to therapy to deal with his anger issues. 
Um, how about that? I like it. Could be helpful. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't know how to process these emotions. Well, and he needs to get over this, like, old school mentality where, like, Morgan comes down and is like, oh, mom, are you going to, like, do my hair? And Alan, Alan does offer for, like, a hot second. And I love Morgan's side of, like, are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> this isn't real. And Alan's like, yeah, no, I'm not. I can't. I can't do this. But, like, find other things to connect to Morgan on. Like, it doesn't have to be hair or Barbies or ballet or whatever. Like, Morgan can be a badass B. Like, you can connect well, on Morgan's hilarious. She's a hilarious yeah. kid. Like, you know, she does so many things that are just so entertaining. Yeah. Um, Kayla, do you think that this is the, the reason why he was um, in his feels or like it led to the reason why we had to get a Joshua Matthews in the future? I don't They're know. Like, I feel like they were probably just digging for some new storylines. As is the case with most family sitcoms, there is eventually a surprise baby. I feel mm-hmm. like Josh Matthews is like the worst thing that happened to the Matthews Probably. family. Spoiler alert. We should have said ah. that first. <laughs> We've talked about it in the past. They should know. Um, so Alan is just like chilling outside with a football and Feeney comes out. And I love <laughs> Feeney decides he's going to be like, you know what? I got good news and I got bad news. Now, what do you what do you want to hear first? What do you make you feel good? OK, great. Bad will... news. Bad news. No, he's Always bad news. First. I thought he wanted good news first. Well, no, I'm just saying that oh, that's you what want I the choose. bad news first. Oh, I don't know. What bad type news of person first. I am? I guess I do because I want to be cheered up with the good news. I don't want to end it on a sour note. Right, Kayla? Is that I think that's right. Yeah, because I would be too anxious to enjoy the good news when I knew when if I know something bad's coming. That's fair. Um, so he says, "Okay, I'm going to tell you something that's going to make you feel good." Feeney talks all about like the weight of the responsibility of raising a kid. It's so enormous and daunting, and he didn't think he was up for it. Um, and uh, Alan says his whole life is about his kids. His job is about his kids. Um, and oh, and Feeney, Feeney is like, yeah. So Alan's like, "Well, Feeney, like your your life is about." kids isn't it and he's like no that's my job which like to Feeney actually is his whole life really um and I love Feeney calling Alan a hostage to extreme joys and disappointments Feeney like hostage never means good things <laughs> what are you talking about Kayla he's freaking poor Alan out with this verbiage I feel like usually Feeney's good in a crisis. This moment, he just made it worse and was digging himself a hole and did not know how to fix it at all. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And and Alan's like, oh, I'm really scared. But Feeney says that apparently that was the good part, being a hostage to joy. That's the good part, Sarah. No, Feeney lost the plot. I think that he... (laughs) I think he spends a lot of time, like... If he had a, if it was nowadays, he would spend a lot of time in his notes app coming up with like random advice. And then like he probably looked at his, his notes of like advice that I can give as like a neighborly older figure. And he's like, you know what? I I think I got nothing today. I think I don't have one thing. Yeah. One word of wisdom to give. And he just came out and just really blew it. Yeah. Because he didn't have like a prepared lesson. Yeah. So, um... So Feeney was like, oh, well, that was the good part. The bad news is I got a call from Corey. He really should start off with Corey is fine. Like if you say you got a call from you always say not an emergency. Everything's fine. Like put people at ease. Um, And he says he's on trial. (laughs) And I wrote in my notes. How is this literally even possible? (laughs) What's going on? 
I don't because he didn't pay the fine. This is so stupid. It's not. It's it's. Impl- I don't know. It is stupid. It's stupid. <laughs> so it's, I, can't even, I can't even. I can't. It's just like, I can't. No, it's done. It's real no I was like going to defend if I, I can. Um, Corey is in trial, um, and Judge Lamb says the law is the law. He's in his hand. Yeah. He's yeah, like, that don't part was weird. Someone arrested this man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this judge goes goes really off the handle. He realizes it's Corey's birthday, and he gets a balloon sword. The judge is making balloons. Balloon He's making yeah. animal balloons. The yeah. judge is making animal. I, I'm sorry, I had to say it like four times because that is the literal <laughs> thing that happened in this episode. Yeah, he he gets offered a dog or a hat, but then he wound up getting a sword, which Corey was really happy about. Um, and then we get Sean, who sidebars him and goes, you know, the first thing that you learn in the street is that any judge that meets you balloon animals will actually hang you at the end of this. But um, Corey is like, it's my sword, and I'm not sharing it. It's a red sword. This is very dumb. Um, it's stupid. What can I say? It's dumb. Not, not very good comedic relief in this episode. No. no. And, uh, yeah, so Corey says, you know, I just got the keys and drove, and Topanga offers to pay the fine with the ATM. This is my favorite part. I, can, I Topanga, can go to the local ATM and take out $200. Topanga, where are you getting that $200 from? Is this your birthday money from your Sweet 16? Are you She's loaded? Like, she really, really she babysits. Is. So you think that oh, it's this the B and B money. money? It's all that tip money from the oh, B and B the <laughs> money. Can you imagine? Yes. Um, and she be- then becomes like a character witness, and then starts calling the judge mean. But she gets a princess hat and um, turns around real quick. She's fine with it. She smiles. Did you, Kayla, did you hear that one lady that laughed like this was the funniest shit in the world <laughs> when Topanga got the pris- prin- uh, princess hat? The laugh track? There no. There was this one lady, I guess, in the laugh track that was like, ah, like, that's so funny. Like, she legit, if you listen closely, she was, like, exclaiming how much she enjoyed Topanga getting the princess hat. It was oh crazy. God. Yeah, I got a lot of secondhand embarrassment from Topanga this episode. Yes. I didn't really like the things she was saying or doing. She was cheesing hard, wasn't she? She was like over, like overdoing it. It was ridiculous. I felt like her facial expressions in both this and the next episode like amped up as though she was on theater and not making a TV show. Yeah. I, it seems like the director was like, "We need more Topanga, more." You know? Yeah, give me more, give me yeah. more. So. um... The judge says he will drop the charges if he calls his dad and tells him he was wrong. But Corey refuses to because he doesn't think he was wrong. Here's the thing. Corey wasn't fucking wrong. There's nothing wrong with what Corey did. And Alan, of course, Ugh. walks in. He's like, well, I wasn't wrong either. We <laughs> can't. So annoying. Um, and Alan says Corey will always be his son, whether he's six or 60. Um, but, you know, he wants to be treated like an adult. Uh, and then they both have to approach the bench. And this is the cheesiest, sappiest fucking shit of all time. What is this? Fucking full house, Sarah? What is I this? I thought that it was cute in my notes. I said, this part's pee cute. <laughs> oh, yes. no. Sarah, break the tie. Uh, so- is it cute or is it, like, too cheesy for you? I mean, nothing's ever too Ugh. cheesy for me. I'm on an island. It's, it's cute. fine. Yeah. Approach the bench. I sentence you to two years. 
Uh, and then we're all like, oh, no, two years in jail. No. <laughs> Uh, today is your 16th birthday, son. That means you have two more years of being a kid. Now, I know that seems like hard labor when you have your license in your hand, but from what I can surmise of your home life, you're... Uh, I did a typo. But um, <laughs> you're in better position than most who appear front, um, in front of me. And your dad, I sentenced you to two years and cherish them uh, because they go too fast it's a speed trap they do don't they it's a speed trap i I mean i liked it it was just like freeze frame was weird though because alan still looked so pissed off (laughs) (laughs) i just like i'm happy but also i'm mad i just think it's like they really really went places to make this like a thing yeah they did go to places they almost went to ac they went places putting him on trial like it was all so extra um and we get the end scene where um it's a home video Corey's riding a monster truck and of course alan the video's like you should get your license like okay guys like we're really really pushing it um, <laughs> if you have the video of the of young Ben Savage in the car, you have to use that. That's quality. Yes, it's just it's too much for me. That's pro- that video. That home video is probably the whole reason why this storyline came. I wouldn't out. be surprised. I guarantee you. Um, so then they're like, "When's the next time we're gonna fight?" Um, and they're like, "Maybe we'll fight over the." your choice of college. Corey claims he's not going to go to college. He's going to go to clown school instead. Um, and then uh, who you're going to marry. And then he says, Topanga and I have already run off to Vegas. Um, and then they like play wrestle mm-hmm. and do things, do, do stuffs. Man I don't stuff. know. Man, um, man stuff. So masculine. I yeah. I can't possibly try to figure out what they were doing because I'm just a girl. (laughs) (laughs) So I like the thought behind this episode, but it just went places. It reminds me of like the mafia episode where we're like, what dimension did I just step into where this is a storyline on boy meets world. So like, like the thought process, not as keen on the execution. Kayla, what about you? I definitely agree because I it's really hard for me to suspend my disbelief a lot. So when it goes this far, I'm like, I can't even finish this episode, yeah. but I had to <laughs> <laughs> like I will force myself to sit here and watch this. Sarah, what about you? I just think it would have been funny if Kayla was like, yeah, I got like 15 minutes into the episode. I'm like, this is dumb as fuck. And just like <laughs> shut it off. And then just showed up unprepared. Yeah. And then she'd be like, well, like, I don't know what happened after this, but you guys tell me. Um <laughs> Is it like a? Sh- it's probably gonna wind up being a bottom tier yeah. podcast in the rank. It, uh, not podcast. Maybe. Oh my podcast. god! I, I didn't mean podcast. I meant episode in the in in the rankings. Like I don't yeah. think it's gonna be something that we're going to be loving. Um, I don't know. Like, is it? Ex- I think the most exciting thing about this is the fact that like. Corey turns 16. Yeah, we're but moving it's like forward. We have in to time. go yeah. through a Sweet 16 episode. Obviously, I'd rather Topanga's Sweet 16. Yeah, that was a better episode I do for ha- sure. Yeah. I do have a gripe. What? If we're, we're, if we're picking up gripes, we get to see um, Topanga and Corey turn 16. I wish that we got to see Sean turn 16. Yeah. That would have been nice. Yeah, maybe. He claims he spent it with his dad. I do not believe that. 
Yeah. yeah what in the world were they doing? That going they were- to buy lotto tickets and scratch them. Mm. I feel like that's the middle. Yeah, I, I feel like Sean would like that, actually. I mean, yeah. So he's spending... Sean is not hard to please. Like... He's very easygoing, I think. The sad thing is that all Sean wants to do is just spend the day with yeah. his dad. Yeah. Which true. is what if only Alan if only. Should have been his dad. Oh. Then they would have connected on that. It's fine. Yeah. Um Okay. All right. That was fun talking about that episode. We are going to take a quick break to hear from our ad sponsor people, and we will be right back with Chick Like Me. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. All right, we are back. Uh, so yeah, those are some great ad sponsors. So people. great ad sponsor people, love them. Thank you so much. Um, one day we will have Poland Spring. One day, um, keep the dream alive. So the, <laughs> the next episode, Chick Like Me, episode fifteen. So we're gonna get into this. I do want to throw something out there. This episode is like really difficult to both like watch and understand and kind of podcast about given the content, given that there is, you know, two male characters who dress like women and there's are some transphobic jokes and it littered throughout the episode. Um, in preparation, I actually uh, a suggestion from a friend, Grace. Thank you so much, Grace. Uh, she's been a, a guest on the podcast before. She suggested that I listen to the podcast Gayest Episode Ever. Um, they recently did an episode about or a podcast about this episode. And so they go through like media, uh, either like old media, new media, and talk about episodes of shows that deal with like queer content, basically. Um, and I have to tell you, it was so informative and so helpful to listen to. So I strongly recommend going listening to it. I'll link it in the show notes so that you can if you want to, um, because it really helped put this episode into perspective for me and like what I should like be uncomfortable with what I should not like about it and also like things that maybe don't seem okay at first but like when you think about it a little bit more it's actually not as bad as you might think so go listen to that episode we will link it in the show notes I just wanted to preface with that because I think like they did such a good episode they had a guest on and everything and it was just it was a really good episode of the podcast so go listen to that um but are we ready to get into Thank you. this episode let's yeah. do it all right so Corey is it uh, has a column in the paper again. Why do they keep letting him write things in the paper? <laughs> How many times has he been a journalist? Corey loves media. He really he does. Just, all forms of media. He lo- I think that Corey would have a podcast now. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. He would. Yeah, and it would probably be called um, "Is It Just Me." <laughs> I think that that would be his pod, and it would just be like, "Is it just me?" Or like, did like. 
you know, kids these days, like, yeah. are they attached to their iPads? Yeah. Like, it's going to be like, I don't know, some like crappy Gen X shit. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So his column is called, is it just me? And he's like, is it just me? Or does paste not taste as good as it used to? Is it just me? Or is Homer Simpson a little too old for the show? Is it just me? Or is that joke like it's almost 15 years later and Homer Simpson is still probably too old for that show? How can that sh- how can the Simpsons still be on? I don't know. How, I mean, do, do they write? I don't know. I don't write. I don't watch the Simpsons. I assume they're pulling from pop culture. So maybe that's how they're continuing on. I want to know who's still watching The Simpsons. I think Mike Bloom still watches. Wow. Maybe. An OG fan. I think so. Um, Sean thinks that he should write about something a little bit more important, um, like the swim team mm. and their appreciation or non-appreciation for heels. Um, and then we see Topanga come in with a new friend, Debbie. We love Debbie. And they're talking about this guy that took... Debbie out to Le Chardonnay Um, and she said that it was a great date we had a good dinner but as soon as we left dinner he parked two blocks away from the house and it was quote unquote octopus time which is a thing that I've never heard before oh really I mean it's not like I've heard octopus time as like a saying but like when you call someone an octopus like to me that immediately means like oh they have your their arms all over you like they have suction cups on you like it's like a whole thing Kayla yeah I've never heard it but just the mental image I do not that like sounds it. Like sounds like some gen, that sounds like some gen x shit <laughs> octopus time I knew exactly what she meant like I get it but like I would never use that yeah. Um, so she was like, he was all over me. What happened to the nice guy from dinner? The night is almost over, so he has to be all over me. Yeah. Yeah, Debbie. Yeah, poor Debbie. That is a good point. Why are guys such jerks? And then, of course, we get, um, is it, wait, no. I think it's Topanga who's like, not all guys. Um, and Debbie says she doesn't want to go out on dates anymore. She'd rather spend her time at the library. What even goes on in their heads? Like, I feel like a lot of women slash girls have been here. Like, this is very relatable. I think there's a lot in this episode that is good. I think there are, like, moments of bad. But, like, the overall messaging of this episode is wonderful. It's perfect. It's lovely. It's everything that should be in a show for kids this age. Like, teaching them about consent. Teaching them about the importance of, like, listening to someone you're on a date with. Like, literally having a conversation and listening and paying attention. Um, I feel like we've all been there like we've all been in a position where we're seeing a person and for whatever reason we say that we want to slow down and like 20 minutes later you get a text message how and it's sexual and you're like what did I just fucking say like literally what did I just say yeah and Kayla I really would have liked to see more of Debbie in the future too because like this episode I felt like I really like the way she verbalizes her feelings and like I thought she was a really thoughtful good character to have on the show I agree I think they bring in people like her a lot and they can add a lot and then she's just there for an episode and then it's no more I'm like you're really losing out on some valuable content here yeah I think that this is probably one of their biggest complaints probably back in the day and probably is like the impetus of why they decided that they wanted to have a permanent fourth friend for the group Um, and then we get um, Angela, which is 
which she was so great to bring on for multiple reasons, so many reasons, but they really needed like a second female yeah. perspective in their group. Someone so, for Topanga um, to bounce off of and have these types yeah. of conversations with because yeah. Topanga is in like a loving, consenting relationship. So like you need to see the other side of things more. Um, So this is when Corey and Sean chime in and Corey says it's the Topanga channel all time up in here. And I think it's like, who's a good boy? Like, he's a freaking dog or something. She gets a treat. She gets a treat. <laughs> like, a, like a raspberry or something yeah. like that. Ra- Where did she pull out a raspberry from? It was, I don't know, a gummy? Maybe it was a gummy. But where did she get the gummy she from? She keeps a baggie know. of them in her pocket to give to Corey whenever he's being good, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Sean asks if she ever thought that maybe guys and girls are th- looking for the same things on dates. Um, and Debbie explains girls are looking for an evening of good conversation in the sense that you've made a genuine connection with a human being. Um, true. and all it's true. Mm-hmm. And although like making out could be on the table, it shouldn't be expected when you go on a date with somebody. Yep. And, um, which I agree. Yeah. And he says, well, how am I supposed to know? And she says, she'll let you know, like, this is consent one Oh one. Like, if you want to make out with me, like, don't make a move. I will let you know that, like, I am ready. It shouldn't be something that is always on the table. And it's always like, oh, now we're at the making out portion of our date. Um, and uh, and I love I love the line that she says of like, they're too busy planning their next move to listen to anything I'm saying. Um, and if what? And, uh, yeah, of course, we get the sh- the Sean. What? Like, he's not he's obviously not paying attention to anything she's saying. And I really like Kayla. Like, this is where we start the episode. Like, this is where we start. To me, this is one of Sean's best episodes of the entire series. Like this episode, because he learns so much in a 20 minute period of this show. And where he starts here is like leaps and bounds different from how we end the episode. I agree. The biggest thing that stuck out to me was when he basically said something along the lines of if the guy's a pervert, then just don't date him, making it seem like it's a Debbie problem, but really it's the other guy's problem. And women shouldn't have to swear off dating, just not be harassed. Like, that's not a solution, Sean. No. Yep. Um, So Debbie tells Corey that he should write about how guys are big jerks on dates. Um, and Sean asks, you know, why are you even bothering going on dates? And Debbie, again, like she walks, she's like, yeah, I'm done. Like, you don't get it. Like, Sean is not listening. He's not hearing her. He doesn't understand what the issue is and that this is not a one guy incident. This is an every guy incident that Debbie has been going out with that this is happening. Um, so we're in Feeney's class and like, this is a whole other thing. They're talking about a, a book called Black Like Me. Um, where a man had his skin temporarily darkened um, to basically show, basically understand what it's like to live as a black man. Obviously, they don't even say the word blackface in the show. That's what it is. We can say that that is what it is. It's not okay. Um, and like, it's very simple. They discuss this also in um, in uh, gayest episode ever because they do have a black queer person on to talk about it. Um, and like, it's it's as simple as like, oh, you don't understand what the black experience is like fucking ask fucking ask don't do this it's it's awful it's really awful um unfortunately like that book was very popular like it did get a lot of press it did have a lot of people reading it um not something you would read nowadays it really doesn't age well um I I really hated this but like 
had to get through it. You know, it is, it's part of the episode. It just, it just, it's just, this is how Corey becomes, comes with, or Sean, she, Sean comes up with the idea that Corey should experience a world from a girl's point of view by becoming a girl. Again, Sarah, why is Corey not just interviewing Topanga, Debbie, all the other girls in his class? Yeah, to say that, to say that you can't understand unless you live the experience, I kind of feel as though is not, oh, wait, it, like the solution is not to become that, that thing. So like, like I keep thinking back to another example, which is so obnoxious, but in, when Tyra Banks had the Tyra Banks show, she did, yeah, and she said that she did not know what it was like to be a bigger woman and decided to put on a fat suit and go out and see how people reacted to them as a plus her as a plus size woman on the subway on the streets and it's like this is the shit that we watched and that was not in the 90s i think that was some maybe in the early 2000s yeah yeah but still like Um, shows like friends had monica in a fat suit it was always played for laughs like you always have like the chubby friend who's the funny one like it's a very common thing Right. Like, I think that I think that there's a part of you that has to accept that. No, like as a white person, you will never understand the black experience as a man. You will never understand a woman's experience. And I think that there's a a point where you have to accept that that's a fact. And, And until then, yeah, like asking how and interviewing and being empathetic and sympathetic to other people's experiences is how you can connect to that. Do your research, um, read books, everything along those lines. But um, I think that becoming these things that you're not so that you can try to understand their experience. Also, it's one day of you understanding their experience versus a lifetime so i think it's impossible to understand an experience where you're not you're not born into that so yeah i don't know No, really well said i think like it's it's tricky but like the best way to find out what it's like to be that person is to simply ask that person and Corey has access to many, many girls in his class. He has Topinga. He has Debbie. And I'm sure Debbie would be more than happy to not only talk to Corey, but to connect him with other girls who've gone through similar experiences or talk to some of the men too, right? Like get both, not both sides. Cause it, I don't want it to sound like that, but hear from many different people, many different perspectives on this matter. Um, so this is, this is where they, they come up with the idea. Um, and I think that like what starts off as like, Something that's very problematic and very bad. Um, we'll talk. We'll talk about when we get there. But there are certain aspects that I feel like really, really did a good job with it. Um, now we have plotline B, which is really strange for this episode. I don't know. It felt awkward here, but Lonnie is like selling a tent to a guy, and he's very aggressively hitting on her. Um, he asks her if she wants to get coffee with him, and she says she's not a coffee drinker. We could do something else. Um, she offers to cook him dinner and then she just keeps like punching him um, to the point where like he's like obviously developing a bruise. She says she wants to, Kayla, tell me if you've ever heard of this, rub our bodies in oil and go eel grabbing. Hell no, I've never heard that. <laughs> and it's like, how does that not sound sexual to you, Lonnie? Come on, come on. Yeah, you're not, you're not that naive. 
his eyes widened, you know, you know, Eric's eyes were widening, like, they were all for whatever was gonna happen after that. Yeah, um, so eventually she just keeps punching him, and he runs out without even buying the tent, Sarah, he's done, he's like, I'm gonna have a bruise. Yeah. This why sounds can't like men the, handle women that aren't a hundred percent feminine. Like, why is that a turnoff? I don't get that. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. That's a great point. And this is the thing: is like Eric's like, she's like, why am I scaring boys off? And Eric uses a terrible hunting analogy. No one should compare dating to hunting. Um, but he offers to help her practice because she's like too. Yeah, she's too masculine, basically, which is also awful. Like. Not for nothing, but there are men out there who like women who can do those types of activities with them, who can like hunt or go four wheeling or get dirty. You know, not every guy wants a feminine woman. Yeah, I think that there's some guys that love women that are adventurous like that. Yeah. Also, not for nothing, but in the 2021 era of this show, we would come to find out that Lonnie is actually not straight. Like, I guarantee that would be the plot line instead, is that Lonnie is secretly queer or something like that. Like, maybe, or maybe she's just a straight girl that likes to be outdoors. Oh, for sure. I just grew up with brothers. She grew up with, like, four or five brothers, and... She's, you know, never was really like doing girly girl stuff. Plus, yeah. she's like a, you know, a country. Folk. I also like, think like it's the show is very half measurey about it because they love to call Lonnie like, oh, she's so masculine. She has masculine interests, but she dresses like very scantily clad half the time. Like she's not dressing in like oversized flannels and like camo pants, you know? I think that she's supposed to be like, I don't know, like Dukes of Hazard, like yes. Daisy Duke. That's exactly like, what I she's think that she's be. she's supposed to be like the epitome of a hot country girl. Yeah, exactly. Um but I I mean, I don't know. She's an she's an interesting character. I took it as like almost as though the lesson was is that she was too much uh like she she is scaring guys off because she's too forward like she's like too i don't know i don't to know to herself to herself i guess so mm-hmm. uh lonnie is an is an interesting one yeah um, so we're back at the Matthews residence and Corey and Sean come home. They have a bunch of bags and they like are quick to dismiss Alan with whatever they had, like what their day was like. And Alan is really upset. He's like, you know what? You never tell me what your day was like. Now I want to know. Tell me what your day was like. And he tells his dad that he's going to like become a girl. And this is one of the few instances that we have of transphobia. There's like a ton of laughing. Alan is very uncomfortable with this idea, especially when Amy pulls out a bra. It's like a miracle bra. And Alan says like quip, like, oh, go get the camera. Um, Not a good look. Again, this back to back bad Alan episodes, in my opinion. It's just like this is the kind of thing that would get laughs. Nowadays, it's it's definitely transphobia and shouldn't be on our television. But unfortunately, it's something that happened. The good news is Amy is very open to it, uh, Kayla. Amy says she thinks it's a great idea. She thinks it will give him perspective and teach him a lesson. Yeah. <laughs> so she's she's open to it, at least, I guess. Um, I, I just can't get over Alan right now. Yeah, it's awful. And just like this I, I, whole... This whole everything about this episode is just like you said. It's haha, 90s funny, but watching it now is just really hard because... Like, that is a real moment that happens for a lot of people, like, having to come out to your parents. Yep. And the fact that, like, 
he wasn't coming out, but that they're making fun of things like that. It was just difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. It's, you can imagine that this is a conversation that happens a lot in households and like the fact that there's a laugh track behind it is like not fun. Sorry, go yeah, ahead. I feel like a lot of things about this episode and the things they reference like just going back to the book that because he mentioned it again in this scene yep. the black like me book and in the previous scene in the classroom it was supposed to be a joke where Corey was like isn't it just easier to ask but and then everyone's like the whole laugh track it's funny but it's true and and like we were saying he could have people that he could ask it's like something can be right in front of your face but people will still ignore it and not think that it's real until it like quote unquote happens to them and it's just sad that they think that because they're dressing up as women or because that man was in blackface that they think now it's their story to tell when that's not true at all yep like why aren't the actual stories worth listening to it's like it's only worth it now because like they're a white man telling the story basically yeah no that's spot on (laughs) no no it's hard because we always talk about how we you know, we love Alan, but he's definitely a flawed character and the writers are flawed as well because um, they, they create Alan. I think that having Alan, we see like two episodes where he is very misogynistic and a tries to be this manly man. But and I think that it's reflected as almost like a good thing back in the day because it's like oh it's just the all-american father but in today's eyes you just see how flawed this character is growing up like alan was the type of dad that like i like you know i I talked about this i had a great relationship with my dad but my dad did travel and i didn't get to see him a lot and i feel like alan was one of kind of like robin williams like where it's like in my little imagination i was like he would be like a great second dad like alan was like one of that too but it's kind of like real life when you kind of get to know your parents for who they really are and some of their flaws it it you see a different side of them and it's kind of um disheartening to see your tv dad yeah have all these horrible takes that are not appropriate um and not um they they would not be allowed yeah um and it's like i would not be accepting it's almost more disheartening because this show does such a good job of having men who have emotional relationships with each other sean and Corey are a perfect example they they are very open with their love for each other they don't pretend it's not there you know we have the episode where they're it, it's made to be a joke but like where they they haven't been able to see each other and they call each other and it's like you know it's very sweet and touching and so to have moments like that on the show i think is really important and so you, you have people being influenced by this show and then you have alan in this scene saying something like that and it's just it's teaching kids the wrong message and so like that is really Mm -hmm. tough to watch knowing that it has both amazing qualities and then it also has things like this that like a lot of shows did this doesn't make it right doesn't mean i want it on my screen um and frankly it's like i wish they'd almost cut these parts out you know like it's they don't need them anymore put up a warning like we've talked about like the fact that they don't have content warnings on some of the stuff we've watched recently it's like this stuff should be talked about um yeah so yeah so that's kind of the one to me the like the biggest um 
off-putting moment in this episode. Um, but Topanga comes in and Corey asks for help because he holds up a dress that he was planning on wearing and Topanga is like, that is fucking hideous. Your My boyfriend is not going to be wearing that. Um, yeah, I do like... I do like Amy and Topanga's reactions to all of this. I, I like how uh, Topanga is just like, not in that dress. You're not going out. Like, yes. no, no, no. Yeah. And and Corey seems actually sh- excited about this. Like, he seems like yeah. excited to be dressed basically in drag. Like, he's like, you know, make Corey pretty. Um, he wants to like feel himself. And like, this is something that you hear about, um, men being in, or people, I should say, being in drag for the first time that it like unlocks a part of their personality where they just like feel themselves, you know, you they feel put free. the beat on your face. Like you, yeah, you feel like you can be your true self. Um, so I did like this. And then we have Corey actually comes out dressed like a woman and, Again, this is like a they talk about it in the the podcast. I, I still I'm highly recommend go listening to that podcast. But they talk about how like I, I really like how Corey comes out and he's he's dressed in drag, right? He's dressed as a woman. And his concerns are not like, do I pass for a woman? Nothing like that. His concerns are, do I look fat? Like it's like that is his first concern, which is actually very sweet. Um, because I mean it's something we all think, right? Like it's it's happened to all of us. Um, but uh, he doesn't even have like all his buttons done. He's like his walk is not great. Um, I loved his walk. <laughs> I was living very, for like, that bouncy. walk. Like I don't know how else to describe. It. Like very bouncy. Like he's bouncing all over the place. <laughs> the swinging of the arms. I loved it. I wanted more of that. And he looked like he was enjoying himself. He was like feeling himself in that moment. I think the bra was too padded. I think yeah. that if he had less boob, then I think he would have been more comfortable. And he yeah, probably wouldn't have had one popping. of those buttons popping open. <laughs> yeah, the, that's what was going on. Like, girl, he, I'm a he, I'm a chesty girl. I understand when you get yeah. that. Like, I forget what it's called. Um, eye it's hole this, or something like that. When you get that hole right where the boobs are, where there's a button. This I don't yeah. wear button downs because any big chested girls out there understand a button down is not your friend. You have to get one no. that is massively oversized to get over your yeah. chest. It's not fun. Right, right, right. Uh, so, like, I mean, like, maybe Corey just needs some, like, fashion tape. Like, maybe a smaller bra. I think that we were a little ambitious yeah. with the miracle well, bra. Well, he also, like, he's not really feeling himself. Like, he's he's feeling awkward about it. And here was the theory they had on that podcast, which I actually very much co-sign. This is just not his look. Because when we see him later as Cora, he is feeling himself. Living. That is his drag living. character. Cora. Yes, girl. Like, that is when he's living his best life. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know who I don't know if this was like Coraline, the who we saw in the bathroom or out of the bathroom, but she wasn't living her best life. Like she wasn't like feeling herself. And Sean tries to teach um, Corey how to channel feminine energy. Mm -hmm. And um, they're like, wait a minute, maybe you should do this. He glides because he, he glides and maybe it takes a little com- a bit of convincing. But we see Sean coming into school the next day and he is the vision. He's a babe. Straight up babe. Um, and Corey, I, I love this moment, Kayla, between Corey and Sean, where he like offers to carry his books. And to paint. Corey has the hots for him. He Hardcore. does. He can't stop staring. He's drooling. I loved it. And to is like, you never carry my books. And he's like, well, look at him. 
<laughs> um, it's like you, you're just radiant. Um, and uh, this is when we get, and I, this is one of the moments, like one of my favorite moments of the episode, um, where you know they're trying to come up with a name, a new name for Sean, um, because he's you know he's in drag, he's dressed as a woman, um, and uh, he doesn't like what what is the name that Corey suggests? Janet. Janet. And and Sean That's is a terrible name. Corey really is for, a terrible name. Sorry yeah. if her name's Janet and you're listening. Oh no, I'm sorry for Janet. Well, it's, but, it's just it's, okay. Fit hold on, hold on, it doesn't hold on. fit Sean. Let me, let me, let me. Yeah, let me. It's a terrible name for Sean. Yeah, it's not a terrible name for Janet's everywhere. Yeah, just for <laughs> Sean here. And I love this because Topanga's like, you've thought about this before, haven't you? And Sean's like, a little. Uh, he thought about Veronica and like. This I love the name Veronica. Oh yeah, Me my too. I was almost named Veronica. Um <gasps> I would have been Jessica, you would make an amazing Veronica. I I wish I would have been if Veronica. my my mom loved the name Veronica, but my dad already had a niece named Veronica, so I couldn't be Your ego would be out the door Is like it not already? big <laughs> if it even bigger if you were oh, Veronica. What would, would I be V? Would I be like oh Oh my god! I would call you. I would. I would not be Ronnie. Don't call me Ronnie. No, 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 no. You would be V. Amazing. And then I would just be like, Hey V. V. Hey V. (laughs) Oh my god! Actually, that is going back onto the baby names list if it's not there already. (laughs) Opening up the name apps. Let's see. Oh my god. Veronica. Hello. So, um, now on the baby names list. <laughs> so the reason that this is such a great moment is like, and, and the the other podcast I listened to kind of surmised that like Sean had thought about this before. Like Sean is possibly queer. Like he's he's thought about what his his name as a woman would be. Like the fact that he's thinking he's so thoughtful about this. He's taking it very seriously. For as like as much of a joke as some of this episode makes of this stuff, like he's taking it very seriously, Kayla. And I love that he chooses Veronica as his name. The fact that he had thought about it, I agree with you. A lot of people know that they're queer. Other people, they they don't really realize it. Mm -hmm. And I feel like Sean could definitely be in the boat where like he doesn't understand like what he's feeling. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And the fact that he's just, he's thought about it, but he doesn't know why, like I think tracks a lot with him. Um, so Feeney walks by, um, and like, again, a lot of laugh track stuff, but Feeney does say, if there's anything you need to talk about, my door's open. I'm not here to judge. Like he says it in a judgy way, but like the words still stand. He's not here to judge. I liked that moment. Um, and then we get fucking Gary, fucking octopus arms, Gary stomping up here. All up in this business. And he's like, oh, oh, who are you? Hi, new girl. I can wrap my arms all around. And um, tell me that Veronica's name is not the, one of the best drag names you've ever heard. Veronica was Boisky. <laughs> I laughed so hard when Corey said that. It's straight out of RuPaul's Drag Race. Like, are you kidding me? Oh, it was perfect. Um, so he says she's new at school, um, and he's, he'd be happy to take her to Chubby's and tell her what teachers to avoid. And, um, and so then they decide, okay, Saturday, even though Sean says that's his date night, was like, yeah, it definitely is now. Um, and then I love Sean being like, I have nothing to wear though. (laughs) The fact that that's already a thought in his mind. I love it. Yeah. Whose clothes do we think, um, Sean borrowed? I feel like he bought some. You think so? I mean, those don't look like Topanga's clothes. With Topanga's two hundred dollars, yes, 
Yeah. Yeah. Because they went like on a shopping spree. Because that yeah. red miniskirt is not a Topanga original. No, it's I don't know. I feel like we've seen it before, but not on Topanga. I think maybe the um the the one later the green dress. I could see the green is it velvet or something? I yeah. could see that. Being it could Topanga's. be that could be a Topanga dress. Yeah. Um, so we have Eric trying to teach Lonnie how to date, and her pickup line is, I want that one. I want that one. Um, and he's like, no, 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 Sorry. Like, I just love, like, how cute would that be if someone came up to you and went, I want that one? They no, it's a club, too. It tracks. Like, if you're drunk and you see someone that you're attracted to, I could see lots of people saying that. Just, like, stumbling over. So she, he's like, Eric is like, no, 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 no. Like, that's too much. You're going to scare them away. You have to, like, approach them slowly. And, like, Lonnie's, like, inching her way over to I'm Eric and gets right up into him. And she goes, I want that one again. <laughs> Um, and Eric is like, okay, okay, guys want to compliment. Since when? Uh, Since when? <laughs> I mean, guys like compliments too, but like, yeah, yeah, right away. I don't know. I guess, I guess so. So Lonnie's like, that is the most beautiful shirt I ever did see. And she goes to look. She's like, who's it by? She goes to look for the label, and she's like, all over him. And she's like, no, 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 I'm being too forward. I know you were just going to tell me that I was just being too much. Um, and he was like, let's just start with hello. And then she goes, hello, my name is Lonnie Bowden, and I'll do whatever I can to not physically invade your personal space. Um, perhaps we can discuss our career goals over, and I have no clue what she said. But. It's a drink. I looked it up. It's like a okay. pop, basically, in a glass bottle. Okay, thank goodness oh, for you, Kayla, because I was like, I have no, I can't even guess what Lonnie is I can't understand half about. of what Lonnie says, so it's <laughs> fine. Uh, yeah, and Eric's like, oh, no. He's, like, instantly regretting what he's done to Lonnie. <laughs> um, and then we get, like, the most important scene of the episode. Um, Veronica is on her date, and Gary asks how she doesn't have a boyfriend. Um, she says she's been going through a lot of changes. Um, I would just like to say that's my least favorite comment to get on a dating app. Like, why are you single? I hate that. It's like, like oh, I've had many failed me. relationships. Thanks for bringing it up. <laughs> <laughs> or yeah or it's like um they compliment like i can't believe that you're single it's like well i can because i am now shut the fuck yeah. up and leave me alone. Yeah. one of my claims to fame is like locking down my husband when i did because i was like i got a good one and i don't know how he was like available at that time but i was like Mm-mm, not for long this is mine now thank you goodbye everybody else you wanted yeah. that one. Although, yes, that <laughs> although he did that say, oh, we were talking. Okay, so a little side tangent. We were talking about Nickelodeon, and I we were talking about being slimed. And I was like, all I wanted in my childhood was to fucking be slimed. All I wanted, I just wanted to be slimed. And he was like, oh, I was on a date with a girl once that was slimed. And I was like, how is it that you didn't marry her? Like, how did you not propose at that instant? Like, you let her get away. What's wrong with you? Anyway, that was the whole story. But I was like, Sarah looks disgusted. You don't want to be slimed? Slime does not equal like life partner. I mean, it's impressive. <laughs> they've they've experienced some stuff. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. Like, I feel like um, I would just be like, "That's cool," but I don't think that would be like the deal breaker. I mean, I don't know. She or, might like, be she had not other the issues, breaker, but like the lo- the lockdown situation. Like, yeah. I'm trying to think. Like, what would be one thing that would be like, "Oh yeah, 
like I would like to marry you. Maybe if you're like a billionaire, then I'd be like, yeah, that is I the promise. thing. <laughs> yep, yep, that that one I'll take. Yeah. No, I'm just, I'm just joking. <laughs> sure. <gasps> She's um, winking at us, guys. Don't worry. Um, we're at the Chubbies because that's all we go to. Yes. Um, so he does offer to listen if she wants to talk. So she wants food. Um, so out comes the waitress who is Cora. Cora the waitress. And literally every time Bad Ben Savage does a voice like this, I just lose it. Like it is my so absolute good. favorite. How you doing, honey? Like quit hitting on me. I just love it. He reminds me of like Mr. and Mrs. Big Head from um, Rocco's Modern Life. This like this voice, this like very raspy, oh. froggy voice. Deep cut. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Quit hitting on me. Um. So <laughs> we suck. We are not voice actors <laughs> not over here. We're not good. Uh, so Gary puts his arm around Veronica. Um. And she says, you know, you're crowding me. Like back off. Um, he offers to rub her shoulders like he, he offers and then he does it like not waiting for consent, not waiting for the OK. Um, doesn't it feel good? And, and uh, Veronica pushes him. She says, you're not listening to me. Um, and then he goes and grabs her leg. It's like, what do you like? I don't understand how more clear she could be in this moment to Gary. Yeah. there. I mean, she is being very clear and Gary is choosing not to listen. Yeah. Um, and Veronica says, you don't listen. You didn't hear me say no. And so uh, Veronica gets up, walks over to, uh, at that point, it's Cora and Topanga are standing there and says, uh, you know, the only signal I, because like, I think Topanga asks, like, oh, did you send any signals? And she's like, the only signal I sent him was to stop and he didn't listen. Um, and he's, uh, he says, I'm not like that. I'll never be like that again. Um, so I think, like, this is the kind of switch for Sean to kind of realize like wow like this is what women experience on dates like this um these Mm -hmm. are the kind of men like that I maybe possibly could have been like we haven't seen Sean on a ton of dates but like it's possible he's not listened you know he's not a great listener always Kayla (laughs) yeah the part when Gary said maybe you're just tense maybe you want to throw up he was just being so pushy I would have loved a shoulder rub though I'm not gonna lie <laughs> if you want to rub my back for free I will let you <laughs> but yeah you could just like see and hear the fear when he was like I'm not like that just insisting this is not the kind of person that I am yeah. and that he does not want to make people feel that way yeah and uh of course Gary comes over and he apologizes like all right, Gary, like you obviously haven't thought about this at all. You're just trying to like Nobody smooth over the situation. women more than me. That's yeah. what he said. That was really sickly. It's like typical, what is it, like quote unquote nice guy? Like, oh, I'm a nice guy. Nobody respects women like I do. Like if you're saying that, it's not true. It's infuriating. Yeah. So he's like, why don't I teach you how to play foosball? And Sean is like, why don't I teach you? Yeah. <laughs> Which I feel like is like actually um, very spicy. Yes. I'm going to. I love this. And then this is my favorite line of the episode. My hosiery is bunching. <laughs> I remembered that for years. Like I can yeah. remember loving that line as yes. a kid and just like just thinking about it. Like, you know, when it lives rent free in your mind, that was one yeah. of those lines. It's the way yeah, he it, says it. My hosiery is bunching. Like I just Every time yeah. you put on tights, that's my, my hosiery, hosiery is bunching. Yeah. Um so Gary tries to teach Veronica how to play, but she says she already knows. Um and so she like she does like the thing where she immediately gets a goal 
And she's like, oh, I'll go easier, easier on you. Um, so he blocks it because she goes very like delicately. Uh, he blocks it. And he offers to show her how he did it and immediately. And I was like, oh, I like I didn't remember every single thing that happened this episode. But then he walks around and is like grabbing her like hands around her waist, like way, way, way too intimate when she had just told him she wasn't interested. Um, and so immediately she backs off. She's like, what is wrong with you? Like, what is actually wrong with you? And I was like, yes, please tell him off. It's just uh, she's like, know how to play the game. Um, and I really actually hated this line from Gary as if we didn't already hate him enough. He says, I could tell by how you dressed. Sarah, what the hell is that supposed to mean? What is wrong with the way that Veronica is dressed? It's a long sleeve velvet dress that is like, I mean, obviously anything that she's wearing, it doesn't matter. It's like you're not asking for anything yeah. if you're wearing a certain but dress. But she says like, but- I wanted to look nice. Like, that's the thing is men say shit like this all the time. Like, we hear the, oh, she was asking for it based on how she was dressed. It's like, fuck you. She wanted to look nice. It is never a woman's fault based on what she's wearing. That isn't an invitation to touch her. No, absolutely not. Like, this character is the epitome of a shitty ass dude. Um, And he, she was like, I, I'm a nice girl. And he goes, I I don't know. Like, this is gross, too. I thought you were in guy- into guys, but I guess you're into girls. And then Sean does a voice switch um, in a way. And as a matter of fact, I do. And he punches him in the face, um, which I enjoyed seeing. And he says, this is for every girl I've ever known. Um, and then Cora comes over <laughs> and throws the receipt onto um, a Gary on the floor and says... Please play at the register, honey. And tipping is not a city in China. Like that's terrible accent. Yeah. I can't do it was accents. Great. Why do I try? I liked it. Um, and then it's they terrible. link arms and they they all leave together. And I I love this moment. Like I just I love the camaraderie. I love that um, Corey did drag in a way that he felt comfortable doing. Like he embodied Cora in an amazing way. And like what you can look at is like something is like. Oh, they're making fun of it. But like the reality of the situation is we don't know what Sean's thoughts are on this. Like to me, this very much reads like he feels very comfortable in his skin in this outfit. Like he feels like himself in a different way. I thought that Sean genuinely felt beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and I loved it. I, I just I just love like him unlocking this part of himself, right? Um, I just thought it was beautiful. I love this moment. Fuck Gary. Fuck men like Gary. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think there are any men out there that are listening to this that are like Gary. But if you are, fuck you. Because, like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> turn this yeah, off. And the, the part that he's so self-absorbed that he thinks that just because Veronica doesn't want to touch him that she must be gay. Yeah. Like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. No. As if we didn't it's hate because Gary. Because you're enough. fucking nasty, Gary. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, like, I don't even want to look at you. I'm disgusted by your presence. Yep. Um, and then we get the end scene here. It's the the resulting article, Chick Like Me. Um, everybody's talking about it. Um, and uh, Feeney says, excellent article. I really, I don't like this line. Troubling photographs. It's like, all right, Feeney, we get it. Um, Topanga's very proud of Corey. And Debbie thanks Sean. And Sean says he learned a lot. Um, and he asks if Debbie wants an evening of good conversation. And then they like walk off holding hands. And it's very, very sweet. You honestly like I love 
just the arc, the character arc for Sean in one single episode. It's amazing what they can do with 20 something minutes of television, like to go from where he was at the beginning of this episode to this point in the in the episode here. It's like it's beautiful. Um, And of course, we get Corey's uh, my hosiery's bunching. (laughs) (laughs) It's just it's so good. I for as again, like if you look at the episode, there really are only a few points of like very uh, transphobic remarks and like bad, bad moments. But I love the message of this episode so much. Um, I think it could be better. I think if it was remade in 2021, they could fix things. Um, but I still think it has an excellent message. And I still think like it, it we should, you know, I, I just imagine. And, and like I said, listening to that other podcast, like having queer kids watch this episode and recognizing something in Sean and noticing themselves in Sean. And I just think that's beautiful. And like, For as problematic as some of these moments are, I think the overall message is very clear and really heartfelt and a good message for kids to to watch. That's it. I think so, too. I think that it's I was very nervous. Like, it's also interesting because this is one of those episodes that might be the most one of the most remembered I, it, it, we always talk about like what do you remember from the show and if I before the we did our rewatch Jess like if I'm like okay name 10 episodes of Boy Meets World that you remember like I feel as though that this would be in the list yeah. and um, and I when I was a kid I enjoyed watching this and maybe a part of me is like you know um a prerequisite for eventually loving RuPaul's Drag Race and everything like that. But there was something about this episode between, it was just very like infamous in my head. Mm -hmm. And then of course, leading up to this, it's very nerve wracking because, um, I'm like, it's not like we, we, we don't like bringing up stuff that doesn't work in today's eyes. Yeah. And on top of that, we are two cis women discussing this. Like we are not exactly the, the people who should be, you know what I mean? Having the conversations about it. So again, that's why I did want to point out the other podcasts because they go, they do a deep, deep dive, not only into this episode, but in Boy Meets World in general. And I think it, I think it's worth a listen. Um, yeah, but yeah, I know that, um, Chance and Cameron um, did a good job uh, in Boy Meets World Fever covering this. They had um, a trans person on mm-hmm. while covering it. So that's another uh, podcast about this episode that if you want to continue your lesson, um, Boy Meets World Fever. Mm-hmm. So, Kayla, any final thoughts on, um, on this episode, Chick Like Me? I think y'all summed it up. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I was the last thing that I had written was that I like that Sean said, I'm your boy. But it felt weird to end with that after we just talked about serious stuff. <laughs> no, I like that it. That just got me a yeah. little bit, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, those were our those were our two episodes. Should we get into um? should we get into some fashion hours? Sarah? I forgot about the fashion. I'm so excited. Yes. A fashion Fine. hour. So. If you guys forgot, um, we have two rewards, two awards. Um, the uh, Rachel Green Award for the most 90s outfit and the Paul Red Certificate um, for the most timeless outfit. Um, my first nomination for the Rachel Green Award is this is Sean in Wheels. Um, he is wearing uh, so, uh, like so many layers because when does Sean not wear so many layers? But a white shirt. 
underneath a button-down brown shirt, underneath a brown jacket with big baggy pants. His hair is extra like JTT mm-hmm, today. With mm-hmm. we got some extra floopy swoopies. Um, and look at this, look at this. Just like a vision. I don't know. I thought that like this brown on brown aesthetic wasn't that bad. Now I do want to point out we still have some spermy brows. Um, Ugh, we're cursed by the spermy brows. I do have a theory. What happens if the sp- spermy brows ha- um, occurred because of chick like me? I thought of that too. I was wondering if they, but the, it happens much earlier in the season. So unless they recorded know. them, like like out of sequence, yeah, and it's possible they like they do that in television. So it's possible they filmed them out of sequence. It but is yeah. possible. Yeah. Jess, what do you think about this outfit from Sean? I like the jacket a lot, actually. I think, like, it's, it's a nice little, like, utility jacket. Yeah. Like, obviously, he's very layered, as always. But I, I like the jacket. I mean, I love the amount of pockets. I feel like you can never have too many pockets. Um, And it's not, like, insanely large, like some 90s um, coats can be. So I really mm-hmm. like this look. What about you, Kayla? What do you think? I'm always here for some jeans and a flannel. And that pouty mouth, you know, that just pulls the whole outfit together. <laughs> this is the, this is when he's like, um, oh, what do you mean Alan's potentially yeah. coming to AC with what? us? Yeah. That's funny. Um, how many eels do you think that we can fit in these? <laughs> At least 10 I mean, eels. A lot of eels. Yeah. Um, my next nomination is Corey's 16th birthday look. Corey is wearing... I don't know. Another white shirt. People love to wear white shirts underneath mm-hmm. button downs, but white shirt under a black button down underneath this really nice jacket. And it's big. We got we we, we chunky. He's not chunky. The, sh- the jacket is chunky. And we got some like really baggy jeans as well. But what do you think about Corey's birthday outfit, Kayla? This does not scream birthday to me at all. I could be here for the jacket if it was styled differently, but that's the only thing I like about his outfit. Oh. Um, Jess, what do you think happened to Corey's, like, raw sienna colored hair? Yeah, I think it grew out and then they cut it because I like this hair so much better. I think, like, this is his natural hair color, and I think it looks a lot better on him than the other hair color did. Mm-hmm. Um, and this jacket reminds me of my father because it looks like a Carhartt jacket, and my dad, I feel like, oh, has these jackets. Oh, you know what? Uh, do you remember Bella Swan's dad? <laughs> I think his dad wore this jacket. Oh, God. Her dad wore this jacket. I, I don't often think of Bella Swan's dad, but, you know... <laughs> I just did. Now, um, I do want to point out that this is a extra, a, a big uh, fashion hour this week. So I'm just going to, we have four nominations for each category. Oh, wonderful. So that, yeah. Chunk, chunky, just like Corey's jacket. So now, next up, we have a Topanga look. Topanga is wearing the lightest wash blue jeans that ever did exist and it's flared at the bottom now i do want to point out we're now in 1997 so we are getting dangerously close to the bell bottom era i lived um, in that era that was my late 90s early 2000s so the boot cuts the the bottom of the pants just kept getting bigger and bigger at this point but she's also wearing this like velvety sweater that is like scalloped on the bottom and I just want to know like can you feel that fabric because I know exactly like what that fabric feels like uh Jess like do you know what I'm talking about I think I know what shirt yeah I think I know what shirt that is I feel like I remember a lot of people had that shirt I feel it I 
feel that shirt. It is like that silky, smooth velvet. Yeah. Is it like chenille or something like yes, that? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I recognize that fabric. Um, I really hate a light, light wash jean. Like, I've never been into them. very light wash. I'm, I'm very into a dark wash. Medium or dark wash. That's the only thing. Yeah. Um, I do yeah. like this shirt. I think like it's a cute fit. It has the cute scallops at the bottom. I love her hair being in like a half up do with like pieces framing her face. Like she's wearing like a darker vampier lip. Like I think this is like a good look if you just go like hips up. <laughs> yeah. My opinion. Kayla, what do you think? Would you wear these jeans? You're hip. I was actually just shopping for jeans yesterday online. <laughs> I wouldn't. I don't like how long and bunchy they are, and I'm in the same camp where I don't like how light wash they are. Yeah. I think Topanga was one of the first girls I ever had a crush on, and so just, like, I look at her hair, and I'm like, yeah, she looks good. I like it. Yeah. You know, her hair is beautiful. <laughs> Topanga's hair is always so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, talking about beautiful, um, my last nomination, we got some Veronica. Uh, Veronica is... Her hair is actually very pretty. And I want to know, like, what, like, this is definitely a human hair wig. Um, we have a, a black turtleneck. Don't, don't call me Every out. time, um, Sarah, every a, time she a silver, down those turtlenecks. Yeah. A silver locket necklace that's long. That's, like, a, at least an 18-inch yeah, very necklace. Long um, a high-waisted, or like a waisted, it's not that high, but like a waisted red mini skirt, a black belt. Uh, we have some sheer tights that are not bunching. And now, my one issue with this, oh, a red and black backpack, it matches perfectly. My one issue are these, like, like um, below-the-knee boots, like, they look huge these don't yeah, look like riding look boots they baggy look, kind of yeah I, i'm very suspicious these boots but kayla what do you think about veronica's school outfit i think i could make this outfit out of stuff i have in my closet right now the only thing i'm not vibing with is the belt and the necklace because i'm not a huge silver person but overall mm. i think veronica looks good yeah that that was actually going to be the one thing i pointed out was the belt like it's a bit of a thin belt for like this look i think you have Mm -hmm. to do a really chunky belt or no belt at all i think the thin one just doesn't work i actually like the long necklace i think like having a turtleneck with a long pendant makes a lot of sense um love the bangs on veronica i was a big bang girl back in the day um not anymore never again but back in the day i was and i i just think like this is such a nice outfit especially because like she's feeling herself like red and black like that is edgy that Mm -hmm. is not somebody who wants to you know hide from the crowd and stand in the corner that is somebody who wants to make an entrance and i love it I do want to point out we're dealing with some blue eyeshadow. Um, I tried not to notice it. I mean, I was hoping the bangs would hide. But it, it is all. the '90s. It is it's the very '90s. 90s. It is very '90s. Yes. All right. So, who's our winner for the Rachel Green Award for the most '90s outfit? I mean, I have to vote for Veronica because she's just giving me life right now. But what do you think, Kayla? I was going to be between Sean and Veronica, so I'll go with Veronica. Amazing. I just, like, I love I love a red and black ensemble. Something about it just, like, ugh. It's just, like, so edgy and amazing. I love it. Yeah. Love that for Veronica. Love her look. Um, Paul Red Certificate of Timeless 
Timelessness Award. Now, Kayla, before we get started, what do you think about Paul Rudd being nominated or chosen to be this year's Sexiest Man? Are we pro or against this news? Good for him. Yeah. He's, he's not my top choice, but he is an attractive fellow. Yes. <laughs> yeah. um, so um, just like Paul Rudd, we have this attractive fellow, the Swifty. <laughs> Um, he is. I saw that. Yeah. Uh, this this Swifty, uh, Feeny, uh, is wearing a very nice gray suit with a red tie. And if you look closely, his sweater, his sweater vest is like red and green, like it's a Christmas look. It. I love Feeny. Look at him. Look at him in his little glasses. He's like, <laughs> excuse me. This is one of his best looks. Like we. We stand Feeny in red. Something about when Feeny's yeah. in red, he's like spicy. Like this yes. is a good look for Feeny. You look dapper. You look good, Feen. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, we like it. We're happy with this look. I approve. Okay, great. Next up, um, we have Amy in uh, wheels. Now, this is like such a little Thanksgiving sweater moment. I wore this um, like exact sweater today to work. Yeah, she's wearing like this cream cable knit turtleneck sweater um, and then wearing some nice blue jeans with it. Look at this. She looks so good in this outfit. I don't know what the shoe situation is. It looks like a, a cream color shoe of some sort. Those are like the clog things that were really big that oh. are coming back. <gasps> the clogs. Clogs. I used to wear clogs. I will never wear clogs again. <laughs> um, Kayla, what do you think about the sweater? I and like out it. outfit. Yeah. And I would like it a little bit more cropped. But it's a good one. I I love the she outfit. she does have a tucked in. I think. I think she maybe she's doing a like little, a French tuck. I could see a French. Yeah, tuck a little with bit that. of a tuck. Show a little some bit of a tuck. Belly, Amy, come on, let's see it. <laughs> You're still young. You've got it. Um, yeah, I think like anytime there's a turtleneck, Sarah will find it. Um, I do like a chonky cable knit for um for Amy. I think like I love the cream color on her. I think it's actually yeah, cream's so pretty. It's, yeah, it's a really nice color for her. Um, and I, I love the benefits of wearing cream because it's not white. So like if you do get like a little stain on it, like it's not like the end of the world versus white. Yeah. Um, but that's why I bought a tie dye sweatshirt because I've spilled so many things on this and you can't tell because it's tie dye. Um, <laughs> it's good with denim too. Yes. That color. Yeah. I just think it's a good denim color. Amy's like been killing it lately with the fashion. I feel like I've liked more of her stuff a lot more lately. Yeah. I, I, I like it too. Um, my next nomination is Topanga. Uh, this was, I don't know when this was. I it, I think it was uh, the 16th birthday episode. No, it's not, because I can oh, see no. the newspaper says chick. It literally says chick like me. I lied. <laughs> so she's wearing a black V-neck t-shirt and a little, um, or it might be a polo shirt, um, and a little like plaid mini skirt, and her hair is so voluminous and pretty, pretty. Uh, do we like this little this little outfit from Topanga? It's a top to bottom A plus for me. <laughs> it's cute, right? I like it, but something about like I don't know. Does it need a collar or like the sleeves? I don't know. There's something we can't there. see the shoe. That is one issue. Yeah. The shoe might be able to bring it all together. I do love the, the mini skirt. Uh, I don't see I one. There should be one. If you're wearing a V neck, though, you should have the necklace. 
Yeah, I'm. I can't tell. For but as sure. always, her hair looks beautiful. So you know. Yeah, her hair looks phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And then my last nomination is another Veronica look. This is the velvet dress. This, I mean, like this could be good for a Christmas party, yeah. right? Like, um, a velvet little long sleeve dress. It's emerald green. It's it's at the thigh. Um, we have some sort of like little necklace. The hair is half up, half down. Um, what do we think about this Veronica look? I like it. I almost, I'm a very big fan of like putting a belt on a dress to like accentuate the waist. I wonder if it, it needs something like it needs an accessory or something. A little too plain. Um, Kayla, do you think that the, um, Sean just like borrowed this quickly and this, this could have been a more thought out date outfit? I like the dress, and I think the necklace is what throws me off. Mm. I think it could be pulled together better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we need better accessories, yeah. maybe. Yeah. But she serves looks, oh, yeah. Veronica. Oh, yeah. All right, so between Mr. Feeney, Amy, Topanga, and Veronica, so who is the options. Paul Rudd Certificate of Timelessness Award going to this week? Kayla, what are your thoughts? I'm between two, but I'm having a tough time. My top, I think, are... I like Topanga's outfit. I don't know if I'd call it timeless. I want to go with Amy, but I hate her shoes. Fair. I have a feeling you were going to say Feeny. I was going to say Amy or Feeny. So if you're feeling Feeny as well, I think we give it to Feeny. Does he always wear that outfit, though? No, that that he always wears like a suit like that. But the red is very distinct. He doesn't always do red. We can give it to him. Okay, Kayla, you don't seem so sure. (laughs) I I want to pick Amy, but the shoes, I just I can't give it to her if I'm not vibing with the shoes. Oh, Amy, Sarah all you really had to do was choose her. different shoes. <laughs> Sarah, you always Ugh. want us to choose Feeny, so you should be pleased. I am happy for Feeny. Yes. Um, I love a Feeny win. I just want Feeny to take it all home one year. One day, one day. One day. Um, so congratulations to Veronica and Mr. Feeny for your wins. Um, we love a fashion hour. Me too. I love a bonus, like a, an extra, an extra, what is it? Like extra outfit. It was, it was a jam-packed fashion hour this it, week. We had a lot Sometimes, of good outfits. Yeah. Sometimes we like really are hitting the bottom of the barrel and we only do like two looks. But this week there were so we many could to choose four. from. How could you not? Um, amazing. Thank you so much, Kayla, for coming on. It's always a joy to have you on. Obviously, we're inviting you back for season five. I can't wait to get to talk about another episode with you. I think Kayla picked her episodes for season five. Well, there five. you go. Yeah. I love coming right? on. So thank you yeah. for having me. No, thank thank you. <laughs> what are you up to, Kayla? Um, nothing. <laughs> love I don't that do for anything you. like publicly on social media. So are we still on the social media break? Um, I am not because my mental breakdown is over. <laughs> yes. But I, I'm just really busy with work. Mm-hmm. I am a teacher, so I don't really have a lot of time ah. for fun and adventure. I love that you're form like shaping kids' youths, brains, whatever. Okay, I need, <laughs> I need youths. school. I need school. Um, I'm like Feeny, but better. Amazing. Yes. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and next week, so we're covering two episodes again next week. So do your homework. Season four, episodes 16 and 17, because it's a two-parter. 
A Long Walk to Pittsburgh, Parts 1 and 2. The question is, are you ready to cry? Oh. You won't. I I definitely won't. But you probably will. This is... This episode is major. This is the one where, I mean, spoiler alert, if you want to, like, cover yours for what's going on. But isn't this the one where, like, Topanga's, like, supposed to be moving away or something? Yeah. Okay. Topanga's getting shipped off. Great. Right. Well, I won't cry. What is going okay. to happen? Um, um, yeah. But we're not alone. And, and we're not alone. No. We have a lot of weeks of guests coming up. Get ready, everybody. We're being joined a lot. Um, yes. By someone who loves Boy Meets World, we've never had on the podcast... But we've always known that this person loved Boy Meets World. And so eventually it was only a matter of time till she came on. It is the one, the only Mary Kukowski, ladies and gentlemen. So very exciting. She's coming on next yeah. week. Yeah. So get your tissues ready. <laughs> I, I have them ready. They're right here. Uh, Sarah, what else do we have coming up? We're like, we're, we're nearing the end of our, our November here. Yeah, so November we put out two Julia Roberts movies, Notting Hill and Runaway Bride. We also recorded an episode of Felicity, um, the pilot, um, voted by you, the people, um, specifically Turpac Kelly, (laughs) um, who made 300 Twitter accounts. He definitely did something. Yeah. Um, so we co- we watched Felicity together and we, we recorded our first impression reactions to the pilot episode. So that's coming out this coming Saturday. Check us out at Shit90sPod on Twitter and Instagram. Check us out on our website, www.Shit90sPod.com. Check me out, Sarah Ferguson. Uh, Jess, what's up with you? I'm over at the Jess Sterling on Twitter. As always, you can find me over at Post Show Recaps. I do community building with Josh Wiggler every week. We are in the heart of the amazingness of season two. Um, we're also covering Succession with Grace Leader, um, the aforementioned Grace Leader. Um, and we're covering the current season, season three, that is on. Amazing season. You should all be watching Succession. Um, and that's where that's where you can find me. Having fun. Podcasting a million times a week. I love it. But um, yeah, I think that's I think that's everything we have. This was so much fun. Thank you again, Caleb, for joining us again. We can't wait to have you back to talk some more. Of Boy Meets World. Thank you all for listening. We will talk to you all next time. Bye. This is just shit. Ninety shows taught me. Save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.